Hello, happy Saturday, my delightful delusional daters. Welcome back to Brutal, the podcast where we are brutally honest because honestly, it's brutal out there. Also known as the podcast where we want you to be his biggest life lesson. I love recording on Thursday nights. Um, Obviously, this comes out Saturday morning, but I love to record on Thursday. I'm just marinating in my self-tanner. Shout out to the San Tropez Express Foam. Um, Today, we have Cornelia, eponymously known as Coco, as our guest. She is absolutely blown up on TikTok and Instagram over the last year or so, um, mostly for her amazing dating advice, which... Women have been loving, and Dusty Men and Pick Me's have absolutely been hating, so you know we had to get her on this podcast. But before we get to Coco, let's go ahead and do the Brief and Brutals, aka answers to quick questions we got this week. Question number one. I'm not sure if this is a question for Brutal, but want to know your thoughts. My parents' friend recently hit on me. He's mid-60s and married and came over for a party my parents were having. Ew. His wife was talking to someone else and he came over to talk to me and looked me up and down super obviously, told me I looked great, asked me if I was wearing a new outfit, said I looked good again, etc. He's made comments like this before a couple of times and I usually just laugh awkwardly and try to get away, but what would you do? Okay, I love a sexual harassment question. Sorry, I don't love sexual harassment. I just love this question because I have a very good response um, that I use in these kinds of situations all the time situations where men are creeping on you in like a clearly inappropriate context where there are power dynamics at play to me that is extremely manipulative like it's your parents friends like your co-workers anyone where there would be social or career consequences if you were to directly call them out it's really messed up because like deep down they know that you probably feel obligated to be polite because of those potential consequences So when something like this happens to me, um, and it's happened like so many times, um, not necessarily parents, friends, but just like guys hitting on you in contexts that are not appropriate, um, I do the following. So I pause, I tilt my head to the side, like as if I'm extremely confused. And then I look them directly in the eye and I ask, why would you say that? Like, why? Why would you say that? And when I tell you this works so well, like, They don't know what to do with it um, because it makes them uncomfortable. And that's the goal because like when your coworker is hitting on you in your place of business, when your parents like married old ass friend is hitting on you in your home, that's inappropriate and that makes you feel uncomfortable. And it's messed up that like you should be the one who has to feel uncomfortable because they are the one who created this situation out of nowhere. Like they didn't have to say that. They didn't have to go out of their way to make you feel uncomfortable. So when you say, why would you say that, it flips it back on them. Like you make them feel uncomfortable. Like make them shoulder that burden. Make them think about what they're doing and saying. Like just by asking them, why? Why would you say that? And if you feel like that phrase is like too aggressive, you can also just say, what do you mean by that? And if they respond to that with like more bullshit, like, oh, I mean, you look good, like blah, blah, blah. Then you can just go directly to, okay, and why would you say that to me right now? And like that should do it. Sorry, I know that wasn't exactly brief, but like try it next time. Why would you say that? She's just a good phrase. Like she has the power. Okay, question number two. My boyfriend's exes are all way hotter than me. He is older and his girlfriends have all been total smoke shows with 20,000 plus Instagram followers. I'm just a parentheses below question mark below average looking person. Whenever he posts with me, it barely gets any likes too compared to his posts with other girls. It makes me feel so bad about myself, but I love him and I know he loves me for me. Any advice on how to move past this? Wow. Okay. Here's what I will say. And like we're talking about confidence a lot in this episode, so this is a good one for you to be listening to. The biggest issue that you need to work on here is like your self-confidence and your sense of self-worth. Like... I feel like when you're truly confident, and it took me a long time to get this place, like I get it, but like you won't really feel that need to compare yourself to other women. And it's not because you think you're like better than them. It's just because you kind of realize that everyone is attractive in their own way and they bring like their own things to the table. And like, I don't just mean that in terms of looks, like 
when you're ranking yourself in your head against other women and like when you're ranking other women against each other in your head, that means that like you view yourself as being in active competition with them. But it's like hotter doesn't equal better and like smarter doesn't equal better, like cooler doesn't equal better. You need to view other women, whether it's like your boyfriend's exes or your friends or random women that you know, just view them as different from you. Like not better or worse based on how they look or think or act, whatever, like just different. I think like you're placing way too much value on appearances, period. And like social media is just kind of an extension of that. Like it's the way it's coming out, um, like being expressed for you, like counting the likes he gets in your posts and then like, or the, the posts with you and then like comparing that to the post with them. Like that is unbelievably unhealthy. And like, of course, you're just going to feel upset if you do that. So like maybe take a break from Instagram for a minute um, and try to get your head on straight. But I think like, it's a big mindset change that you need to make like stop viewing yourself as in competition with other women like you're only in competition with yourself like you can only do the best you can for you you can only be the best version of your own self so in the meantime like while you're trying to stop tying your self-worth to like your appearance or tying women's worth to their appearance in general think back on like some of the guys you've dated in the past Because probably some of them had like qualities or assets that your current boyfriend doesn't have. But you're like, you're with your current boyfriend now and you're with him for a reason. He's with you for a reason. So like, you know, I've dated guys whose exes were hotter than me and I've dated guys who weren't as hot as some of my exes. But like exes are always exes for a reason. Past relationships are in the past for a reason. So try to remember that um, and definitely work on this valuing people based on their appearance thing so that's all we have time for i talked for way too long let's move on to coco don't forget to write in your dating questions for next week's episode to podcastbrutal at gmail.com or dm us on instagram at brutal pod um and without further ado here is coco Welcome back to Brutal. Um, we're so excited to be back here with you guys. And please welcome TikTok sensation, makeup artist, and dating guru Coco to the pod. Coco. Oh my God, such an intro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I really wanted to have you on the podcast when I was thinking of people to ask to be guests. I immediately remembered a few TikToks that you did. Um, just like, I think some of the early ones that like blew up over the last year or so. Um, and I don't remember when I first started seeing your videos, but I was immediately just like, wow, I have to talk to this girl. Like, so I wanted to ask like first about making TikToks and just generally kind of how things blew up. So which was the video of yours that first really blew up and went viral and why? So the first video that went viral, it went like this. Uh, I do not accept a coffee or a walk as a possible date option. Neither should you. First of all, I'm not a dog that needs to be walked. Second, <laughs> I have an espresso machine at home. It works fabulous. And then I'm going on and on what I would expect from a guy on a first date, which included, you know, seeing what he orders, that he has to pick me up, that he, you know, I have to see his table manners, how he's acting in a restaurant and all that. And I posted that in April 2021. And I just did not understand why are people so, um, I don't know what's the proper word for this, but why are people so offended by a girl saying that you should take her on a dinner date if you want to date her? I just didn't understand that people think this is like a lot to ask. And (laughs) I mean, even till this day, till this day, almost a year later, people are still commenting. People are still insulting me. Which On the same video? Same video. I mean, it's great for oh engagement. Thank you, trolls. But you know, it's, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't believe that this is such a topic. Still, it's definitely crazy to me. I think something we talk about a lot in this podcast is that like female empowerment and like I guess like third wave feminism has basically made it so that you know it's like women can do anything, and of course women can do anything, but that doesn't mean that we have to. That doesn't mean you should have to. Like it doesn't mean yeah. you should have to like pay for every single thing, like do all the work, um, like in a relationship or just like in dating or really like in any way. In my you know, opinion. people confuse equality with having manners and they're like, well, you women ask, that's like one of the most common, the most uh, repeated comments under my video was like, you women ask for equality. Now you're equal now pay up. And like, 
I, in the beginning, when this first started, because this is like when I actually first blew up on TikTok and when I actually started getting all these haters and I just felt very personally attacked and I, I didn't even know how to respond to all these people. But after a while, I'm like, I, I was replying to everyone. And, you know, I was trying to create a conversation about it. And then I was just like, you know, why am I even bothering? I, if you don't get it, you don't get it. And you, if you think that you that you can just, you know, take a girl out for a coffee and a walk, that's totally your right. But that's not the type of relationship that somebody who is 30 years old and wants to like have a quality man, she's not going to be okay with that. Yeah, that's that's like that's like the whole thing. You know, I understand dating is different when you are in your teenager years, when you're in your 20s. But I obviously can speak from my personal experience, which is right now a woman in, you know, her 30s, 30, zero. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's fascinating what women allow nowadays. It is really fascinating. I think what's crazy about it is the number of guys that comment on your videos and they're like, girls, you don't need to do any of this. And like, no guy will like you if you like demand that he do this or that. And it's like, first of all, I'm not like out here demanding that any guy do anything for me. I'm simply not engaging with guys who want to treat you like shit or put in like the bare minimum. Like you don't, you're not like demanding it of men. You're just not engaging with the ones that yeah behaving badly. And second of all, there's such a different, and we want to get into this later, but like there's such a difference between what guys say and then what actually like they respond to or like what actually works. Like guys will say like, no, like I would never date any woman who like expects this of me. But then it's like in reality, like they only seem really interested in girls who like have boundaries and like have standards. Yeah. So it's just, it's so funny to see like men commenting like, oh my God. Yeah. And I mean, I saw this video really, you know, was going all over the place and there was this video where this old dude, I don't even, he's like a news anchor. It was this show called The Young Turks. This old oh gentleman, like, I don't know how old he is, like 60. He's like, oh, I've dated a hundred million women like you. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay, sure. For sure. Like, sure, sir. I'm sure everybody wants to hit it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I dated, I dated your kind. I know what you're up to. I know all, I'm like, you're, that's fine. You don't, have, obviously we're not going to date ever, ever. So why are we even having this conversation? It's so funny. Well, I love the TikTok format because I feel like the advice is very bite-sized. It's like very shareable. It's something you could, I feel like it's something you could casually kind of like send to a friend and hopefully help her like raise her standards. Um, so just really, yeah, really excited to have you here and love that like TikTok has been a great medium for you to blow up. Um, so to start, I have a few questions for you and then we'll get into some of the dating topics just generally that we were going to talk about. But for the listeners, what is your age and what is your relationship status? I am 30 years old and I am in a relationship. And how did you meet your partner? I met him actually as soon as I moved to Miami. So I, mo- I was living in New York for seven years and I moved to Miami last January. So exactly a year ago. Um, we just met through mutual friends and we were just hanging out and we went on a date and we liked each other and we were casually dating in the beginning. And then after a while, we obviously fell in love and started an actual relationship it really pisses me off when women say well where can i meet men outside (laughs) like you can meet men anywhere then they say well it's the pandemic well do you go to a grocery store do you go to the gym do you cross the street do you like i i can't even listen to these excuses anymore i really can't and how did our how, how did you know how did your parents meet how did your grandparents meet not on a dating app Obviously, dating apps can work. My brother met his fiance on Tinder and, you know, it worked out. And there are a lot of people who it worked out for them. But why? 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 It made dating so casual and so transactional. And you are not special. Like when you are in this whole pool of women around you, like you are not special. And mm-hmm. I want somebody who's going to think that I'm special. Yeah. I don't and then when people do want to go on these coffee walk dates, it's like they just want to see if you're hot enough. They just want to see if you're hot enough in person. And if people are gonna so be true. like, oh, you're so superficial. I have a lot of guy friends and they tell me the exact same thing. Guys are not as deep as we, you know, at the at the very beginning. At the very beginning, they just want a girl who's hot and who's not a headache. That's yeah. a fact. So true. And I think the coffee and walk dates, like it's basically just guys who want to take you on a coffee date or a walk date. It's because they want to 
get to know you without actually having to like spend money or like put in real effort to get to know you. So it's like, it's like a free point of entry. Like they're doing as many coffee and walk dates as they can in one week. Like they're running a sales funnel on you. Like I'm in sales. I know all about the funnel and like, that's what they're doing. Yeah. It's, it's like a first round of interviews and that's, you're, you're not, if that's like, I always say, you know, if that's your vibe, you should totally go for it, but then don't complain five years down the road that he is, you know, not a high effort man. So I guess, how did you know that your now boyfriend was worth like being exclusive with? Like, what were some green flags like that led you to want to be more serious? So at the very beginning, obviously, when we started, we both just moved also from New York. Like we both lived in New York and we both moved to Miami for work. And I didn't expect to find a boyfriend here. I wasn't looking for, I was just like living life young, wild and free. And I met this guy and he was just normal. And I was very, it was just like, he's normal. He's communicating properly. He's texting me two days before. He's picking me up. He is, he was doing everything that a guy should be doing. And obviously when I was single, I had my fair share of, you know, fuck boys and losers and guys who are just gonna, you know, be one night stands. And I, I've been through a lot and I feel like that's where most of my advice is coming from, from our personal, personal experience. But when you find a guy who's actually a good guy, who's treating you right, who is just like a normal person. And today people are just letting these half-assed relationships slide. But would you, would you let your friend do that to you? So like, for example, if you're about to meet your friend on a Friday night and they don't confirm with you the day before, are you going to keep on hanging out with that friend? Or are you just going to let them, you know, stand you up? Because a lot of girls are like, oh, we have a date tomorrow. He didn't text me. Now what? I'm like, well, would you accept that kind of behavior from people who care about you? No, right. people are overcomplicating dating. And it's actually very, very, very simple. If he likes you, you would know. If he doesn't, you're going to get confused. And that's one of the videos that I also posted a long time ago. And, you know, people are just, um, women are just very desperate nowadays to find a guy. And I used to be one of them too. Like when I was like 27, eight, I was like desperate to get married because all of my friends were getting married. And I was like, I, you know, I need to be in the same group. But then you just see that, you know, your man is going to come whenever you're ready to accept him. It's, it's a mindset and men also can smell when you're desperate to have a man, basically like they absolutely know they can feel that vibe from you. Like whether or not you think you're like putting that off with your actions, like they can feel it. Um, yeah. and they'll know that you, they can get away with treating you badly. Um, or if you, you know, you may not put off that vibe, but if you let them treat you badly, or if you let them like put in bare minimum effort, like they will, that just teaches them, like they can continue to have access to you, like while still doing nothing. I feel like once you let somebody disrespects, disrespect you or your time or, you know, anything about you and you keep on letting them to do it again and again and again, it's kind of your fault. You know, it's obviously I'm, all for the girls. But if a guy, you know, is ghosting you for weeks and then he is like, okay, girl, let's meet up and you go like, what are you doing? You're accepting, you're accepting this behavior and you can't complain later on that. Why is he not treating me special? Because you are telling him that you don't treat yourself special. You don't think you're special because you would never let a guy treat you like that. If you think you're special. Yeah. I was watching the, have you watched the Tinder swindler yet? It's oh my God. Yes. Watched. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I was watching this last night and, and I'm thinking to myself and I'm reading tweets about it and trying to see like what the general conversation is about it. I am so sorry for what happened to these women. Obviously this guy is like a huge piece of shit who like should burn in hell or like in jail, <laughs> but they fell for it. Like after what, like she matched with this guy in Tinder within two hours. He's like, come meet me at the four seasons. We're going on a private jet, like fly to another country with me. And she sends him her passport information and is like, okay, sounds good. Like that's delusional. Like that's naive behavior. And then like, I don't know. I I just feel like a lot of the stuff, like what, what does she have? Like nine different loans out for $250,000, like to send cash. Like he's supposedly a billionaire. I don't know. It's just some of this stuff. I don't want to victim blame, but at the same time, I'm like, this is wild behavior that you would think this is real or okay. No, this, okay, so this is my opinion. When I first started watching, I'm like, these girls are idiots. These same, you know, victim blaming as well. But I remember myself before and he was targeting women who never saw any kind of wealth, obviously, because 
they would see through that bullshit real fast if they had experience with those kind of men. And, and he was aiming for women who, let's be honest, are not supermodels. They're not like the hottest women on the planet. They're cute, but they're not right. a 10. Um, so he was aiming for women who are, first of all, good people because he needed to know that they're good people. They're actually going to want to help him, their, their quote-unquote boyfriend. So he was looking for good, nice women who are over 30 and who are like desperate to find that prince charming and so they true. were like okay finally i found him he's you know he he's going to save save me from whatever and then as he was showing her whatever i mean showing them whatever level of wealth in the beginning they're like well maybe he's just in trouble you know but every woman who was dealing with that kind of high net worth man or something she would know that this can't happen like this, this doesn't right. happen. If you've actually so, dated a wealthy guy or like been around wealthy people, like you would immediately be like, dude, no, obviously not. Like, I don't know. It's and additionally, kind of thing, like- additionally, just to mention when, when you are a billionaire and when you have, when you're a successful businessman, you don't spend money like that. You Never. When, when you are, a, I don't know, a trust fund baby who has a drug addiction, that's when you do this kind of behavior. (laughs) Like a a real adult grown man would not spend money like that. Maybe like, you know, for a trip once a while, but that that's not your lifestyle. And they were supporting it. So again, like they they were just blindly in love and trying to, and they're just like, I guess, took a leap of faith and they were just not listening to their own rationale, which they should have. And this is how crazy this stuff gets with like being raised to believe. And we've talked about this before on the podcast, but like being raised to believe that like there is this one perfect soulmate that's like your Prince Charming is going to sweep you off your feet to like complete you and like fix you and save you. Like if you believe those things, like, of course, when this guy shows up and says all this stuff, you're going to be like, you're going to fall for it. Like it just, I think it's unfortunate that, you know, it went that far for all of them. And obviously it's a horrible thing. Another red flag in the beginning was when he brought her on the plane with his baby mama. So first of all, right, if like- you just started dating somebody, you you know, your first date is not going to be with your core group of people because first you want to vet if that person is even worthy of meeting your core group. So if he's introducing you to his daughter on the very first date. I'm sorry, that's not normal. And if you think that you're special, you're not. Like right. nobody can see how special you are on a first date. And then we're coming back to the coffee walk day. Like if, if you can't see somebody's true value on a, a 30 minute meetup. No, there's absolutely no, like it just, it makes me, it makes me like sad for women, but it also makes me happy that more of this stuff is like being exposed um, and being talked about. I think, you know, hopefully TV shows or movies like this and like other things that come to light, like in the cultural lexicon will help people to become a little bit less like deluge (laughs) Deluge. i'm not sure if this was real or fake but i saw that he came back on instagram today i saw that today i was like why is he here i'm not sure and i'm not sure how is this like like my enemies are after me (laughs) my enemies made that movie my enemies um whatever like i'm just scared that this guy is gonna actually become famous now after this and people are actually gonna want to be with him for clout but yeah hopefully not What is your parents' relationship like, if you don't mind me asking? And how does that kind of influence the way you see dating? Like, did it influence it? Yeah, my mom and dad are still together. Uh, I think it's been, so I'm 30. They're probably like, I don't know, a lot, 40, 50. I don't don't know how (laughs) I should check with them. Uh, They're still together. Um, I wouldn't say they're like madly in love, but they're, you know, partners and they respect each other. And they really taught me that our relationship is not black and white and sometimes you have to go through a tough time because you have to be there for a partner and my mom told me my entire life the most important thing in your life is your partner because you're going to be building your life with that person and that's the person you're going to be waking up with and you're gonna you know if you are dating somebody who's in general very negative or pessimistic or he's just like not not a positive person that's going to reflect on you very quickly at least on me, because I absorb people's energy like super fast. So if I were to date somebody who is just like complaining all the time, it's it's just not good for me. So you have to find somebody who is going to enrich in your life in whatever way. And also what they taught me is that problems need to be talked through and they need to be, you need to try to solve them. 
a lot of people today are getting divorced or broken up or something because they kind of just like rushed into a relationship. And on a first hurdle, they're like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. They don't try to fix it. But obviously there has to be a healthy limit of when, 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 when enough is enough. And to just like relationships are very difficult and you have to work on them and you have to treat them even like as a, as a, you know, as a partnership, you have to check in with your partner. You have to see how they're doing. You have to see, you know, if you were at a job, you would have maybe weekly, monthly check-ins. You have to do that with your partner. You have to see how they're feeling. How, how is everything going? Like, how is your friends and family? Like, you need to be there for each other. It's not just like going on dates and, you know, having sex. It's, yeah, it's much it's deeper. More. And that's why I think these dating apps made dating so casual. I don't know if it's that's this is because it's America. Americans usually are more casual when it comes to dating. And I'm from Croatia. And in Croatia, if you show up with a guy to a restaurant and people see you, it's like, that's it. You guys are together. You're dating. Like, it's oh, my official. God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. It's, it was just like, you don't just randomly show up with random women everywhere. And I feel like in the States, it's like even celebrated. If you show up with a different girl to every event, you're like, oh, wow, you're such a baller. Yeah. It's kind of like, I do think dating apps have made dating more casual. I think that has made dating like a big buffet for men in a lot of ways where like, they just don't have to put in a lot of effort to like get sex or to get attention or to get like what they want from women. When it comes to sex, I think that women should have sex whenever they want. They don't have to wait till a certain time to have sex, but they... Like if you feel a connection with a guy and if you want to sleep with him, you don't have to hold yourself back because society told you to. And, you know, you don't have to do all these. Like, you just have to be true to yourself. And if you really like a guy and you want to have sex with him, do it. If he's going to judge you after he is a dick and he didn't want to have anything serious with you. And that's the thing. Like my boyfriend, I already said, like my boyfriend has a lot of these guy friends and we constantly talk about girls. And they basically tell me that I am going to date a girl if I like her as a person and I want her around sex or like, it doesn't matter when you actually have sex and people give this, people give too much importance to this. Like, Oh, not, no, don't have sex after the third date or something. Like obviously everybody has their own rules, but for me, I think you can have sex whenever you want. Obviously don't like sleep around with every guy you go on a date when you find him a little bit attractive, you have to be, but that's coming back to don't just go on random dates with random dudes. Right. Go on a date with a guy that you actually like and a guy that's actually showing some effort already. Like you right. can't just randomly go with every guy who like invites you. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. You don't have that much time. It is completely true. And I think like, so a lot of the advice that you give, and to be honest, like some of the advice that I give, like, I think it does apply to all women, like regardless of whether they fit, like society's like mainstream beauty standards. But a lot of people say stuff like, oh, like that's hot girl dating advice or like that's only for super beautiful girls who have like a ton of options or like not everyone can afford to be that picky. And I just feel like that's like a very negative mindset. Like to me, obviously like the closer you are to the beauty standard, like the more options you're going to have. But even if you feel like you don't have as many options, I don't feel like that's an excuse to settle for someone who treats you badly. Like you can't be like negative or like down on yourself about your standards for treatment. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a big distinction. Um, but I, I don't know. What I do you agree. say to people who are like, that's hot girl dating advice. Uh, first off, everybody can be a hot girl. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you, if you know how to do your hair, if you know how to do your makeup, if you know how to look decent, you are hot. You're a hot girl. It, it all comes from inside and you know people will say like oh confidence is what really is a trouble but confidence is really what makes people drawn to you so if you approach if you think of yourself as a ugly girl that's how other people are going to treat you like it's literally everything is about your own mindset and how you see yourself and that's how other people are going to see you and when I was growing up I was listening to the same type of advice I'm like oh this is just a bunch of bullshit look at this hot girl telling me like what I should do or what but it's not true because I know a lot of quote unquote, not so pretty women who have a million options because they know, they know their worth, they know how to treat men and they just know what they deserve. Yeah. Like if you think you're a six 
you still need to carry yourself like you're a 10 and that will make a guy think you're like an eight or a nine. Like it's absolutely crazy how they like their perception of you changes based on like how you act. And also, by the way, like there are plenty of hot women, like gorgeous women who settle and they get treated like shit because they have low self-esteem and they're scared to cut guys loose, even though they could find another one in two seconds. So to me, like your ability to be picky, like has nothing to do with whether or not you're like hot. It has everything to do with your ability to like walk away from situations and like people that are not right for you. You know how many times it happens that somebody is like, oh, he cheated on me with a girl that's so much uglier than me. Yeah. Okay. Well, where is this beauty standard now? Mm-hmm. If you're, if, you know, it's obviously not physical. The re- a relationship starts with physical attraction, but after a while, I heard the saying once, um, you can be the hottest girl in the world, but somebody's going to still get bored of you or it's something so true. because it's personality driven. Like you are going to wake up with this person every day and you need to like their personality, not just their physical appearance. And again, everything can be altered. If you gain weight, you can start working out. If you have bad skin, you can try to see if you're, you know, eating something wrong or you can try to use different products. Like there's so many different ways to improve your physical image if you're so self-conscious about it. And so I am a makeup artist. I used to you know, help women feel beautiful on the outside. And now I'm trying to make them feel beautiful on the inside because you see that it's all the same thing. If you feel beautiful, like sometimes I feel the most beautiful without any makeup at home because I just feel good. I'm happy that day. Okay. One thing I also want to touch on that you mentioned is like, there are people that just like rush into relationships or rush into marriage without like a lot of regard for like the type of relationship that it is. And I feel like, I feel like you've probably touched on this, like in a TikTok or in maybe another podcast, but like, I want to talk about why, like, if you, if you're a girl who acts like chill or like low maintenance, like in the beginning, like in the early stages of dating and you accept stuff like coffee dates, or you just act like you have no standards at all, like that will attract like a low effort, like low value guy. And even yeah. if you like get a relationship out of it, which like, by the way, is not an accomplishment. Like even if you it's get it worth to turn it. in, it's not <laughs> worth it. Like what kind of relationship it's going to be. It's like, you have to set the tone from the beginning. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mentioned this in one of these videos. I'm like, when you start as with a low effort, man, you can't start complaining five years in that he doesn't do anything creative or romantic or something because from the get-go, you were totally okay with that. So it's like, you kind of did this to yourself girls will initiate an entire, like they'll match with the guy on Bumble. They'll message him first. Like they'll ask him out. Like they'll do everything. Like they'll put in all the work and then like, they'll be dating for six months. And they'll be like, why didn't he plan anything for my birthday or like for Valentine's day? And it's like, I can tell you why, like, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you why. my question for you also that I'm dying to know what you get probably so many DMS and messages from people now. Mm-hmm, yeah. What is, and it could be, you probably have a ton of them, but what's the most brutal question that someone's ever asked you for help with? Like a question that you got that you were just like, Oh my God, like, how is this a question? I get a lot of weird questions every day, <laughs> but let me think. Um, well, this, there was one question that I found really disturbing. So this girl wrote in and she was like, I'm married to this guy, whatever. Everything's great. And I was going through his browser history or something. And I saw porn and I saw like teenagers. <gasps> he was like watching underage oh, God. kids. And I just didn't know what to say. <laughs> I, I mean, I have this segment called What Will Coco Do every Tuesday and Friday where I tell people to send in their, their questions. But, you know, that kind of questions, I'm just like, I'm not equipped to answer. <laughs> and and I replied to the question. I said, I'm just like not the right person to ask this question. So, yeah, till this day, I don't know what's the answer to that. I mean, I said, maybe you should report them to the police. I don't or like know. call the police. Like, I <laughs> That's what I said. I don't know what you should do, but I, that's oh not, God. that's not acceptable. Like, this is a question for the authorities. Like not for me. Yeah. That is absolutely crazy. That's 911. God. Most of the questions are, which makes me really sad. How can I make him like me? Mm. How can I forget about my ex? How can I, you know, that's the, that's, that's the, okay. The mindset I'm trying to install in these women is that it all starts from you. You don't ask yourself, what should I do for him to like me? Like you're fine the way it is. Like you don't have to do anything. If he doesn't see your value, move on. Why are you trying so desperately to like 
get this one guy and you're, you're just like so into this specific whatever person. And usually like when you are so drawn to somebody, you think that they have something you don't have. So whatever it may be, maybe he's rich, maybe he's cute, maybe he's popular, whatever. So like you're drawn to him for those reasons. You don't really like him. And, and I see this happening all the time that girls like are after the lifestyle and they're going to settle with whatever guy gives them the lifestyle, but he's treating them like shit. Yeah. And then they're like, well, why is he doing that? So because you you didn't. And also like, an, you, obviously a lot of women want to find a, a rich boyfriend. Like nothing's wrong with that because, you know, whatever. Um, but if you are in a relationship with somebody ex- just because of his financial status, you're not going to get treated like an actual woman. Like he's always going to have control over you and he's going to make sure that you know that if he leaves tomorrow, you're going to end up with nothing. So it's like, okay, well, if you want to be a gold digger, then you need to know what you're getting yourself into. Right. This is a good segue into some listener emails. Um, So let's, yeah, let's get into some listener emails and DMs. Let's go. I'm ready. Okay. Let me put Um, my, let me put my dating hat on. Yes, seriously. (laughs) Let me put my dating expert hat on. These ones are pretty good this week. All right. So the first question was, how long do you have to be dating someone to expect to go on a Valentine's Day date and or receive a gift? Um, There's no time limit. Like you can date him for one day and he can take you out for Valentine's. Like Valentine's Day is not a big thing in my book. And especially because I think man, a man should treat a woman right every day of the year, not just for Valentine's. And like my boyfriend buys me flowers all the time. Maybe not every week, but, you know, I have fresh flowers right now. You know, it's why are you celebrating this one day? It's not special. It's really not. You're going to go to a restaurant that everything's going to be like four times the price. And you're going to yeah. see all these romantic <laughs> couples around and like somebody's going to propose somebody. Like, I just don't, you know, I love February as like the month of love, but I don't think Valentine's, I don't think women should celebrate if a guy gets them flowers for Valentine's. It's like, Okay. What about, you know, what about March? <laughs> right. Like what about him cheating on you two months ago? Like, <laughs> I think like for God, for me, Valentine's day is like, yeah, it's, it's obviously like a Hallmark holiday. Like it's not a big deal in the scheme of things. I do think that it's a good, it's a good test, like a litmus test. So like a guy who like really loves you and cares about you will make you feel special 365 days a year. Um, and he'll probably do something for Valentine's day. A guy who like doesn't care about you that much will not do anything for valentine's day um and men that are like not serious about you long term will avoid valentine's day like the plague like you won't hear from them for like a week before and after like just to be sure yeah because they feel that if they take you out on valentine's day you're kind of thinking that you are getting towards being exclusive which is probably not the case (laughs) yeah for sure I think like for a guy who's super into you, like he will never feel like it's too soon to like ask you out or like do anything. Um, so I guess oh, in terms of like I, when. I love that I you know. just said that. That's another thing that I always say, like if I'm too much, go find less. You said like, oh, if he thinks it's too soon, if you like if you are demanding a lot of things and if you want your guy to treat you to nice dinners and nice flowers and chocolate and whatever, you need to find a guy who's like ready to give that to you you yeah. you can't like start dating a low effort guy and then be like well i want you to do this this he's not he's just not that type of person okay so we talked about like browser snooping but this question asked is it ever okay to go through your partner's phone i've been with my boyfriend for six months and i know his phone password from him having me type it in when he was driving once or twice i don't have any reason to be suspicious of him but for some reason i'm so curious and kind of dying to look I don't know. I don't think you should go through his phone. Um, I don't think there's anything good coming out of it. If you're suspicious about your boyfriend cheating on you, he probably is because female intuition is very, very so strong. accurate. So I feel like if you're going through somebody's phone, you're going to find things that might be nothing and you're going to create something out of nothing. So like, let's say if I have a friend from high school who lives in Croatia and he sends me a text like, hey, baby love, I miss you. I I can't wait to see you, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, maybe that's a friend that I saw, what, uh, 10 years ago. And he just, how we can just have that kind of relationship. So like, if you, if you're looking to find something, you can find something in, in literally nothing. But at the same time, if you are suspicious and you don't have the strength to leave him and you just need that extra push or extra confirmation or whatever, 
you know go for it do it i don't know but like just don't stay in relationships where you actually even think that your boyfriend is cheating on you so true like if you have a burning desire to go through a guy's phone sometimes it is for a reason and like that reason might be conscious might be subconscious um i just think in general like if the behavior of a guy you're dating like gives you a strong feeling that you need to be going through his phone don't go through his phone just like break up with him like if you really have the feeling that you need to go through his phone like there's a reason for that and like you might want to look at that I've, I've so I've only once like gone through a boyfriend's phone it was my college boyfriend and literally I found nothing like I was I was just curious because I like I would hear like other people being like oh I go through his phone all the time and I was like oh I should do that so I was like 19 and like went through his phone literally nothing incriminating whatsoever like every it was fucking unreal like every text was just like to his mom or like to his buddies like about football like but he was like a great guy and like very loyal and I think like the contents of his phone reflected that um but, but you know I've what? never Sometimes done it since if you don't even if you look through his phone and you don't find anything and you're still a little suspicious you're gonna say well he deleted everything he made sure I don't find anything like you you're gonna create a story you know oh this it's not gonna me. make you feel better like it's just yeah. gonna make you yeah. like- it's gonna make you feel like you're weird like why are you going through his phone this reminds me of a story that I've heard this girl told me once that she she was dating this guy and she was obviously suspicious that he's cheating and he obviously was cheating and she went through his phone and he deleted literally every single message. And she asked him, why did you do that? He's like, oh, I, I just don't want you to go through like my texts with my friends and because that's their privacy. Oh, like, did you really buy noble. that? Did, did you really buy that um, explanation? Because it's completely bogus. Did she really fall? That she was like, oh, yeah, he wants to. Yeah, he was rich. Day. So she stayed with him for a while. <laughs> that's always how it works. Yeah. Okay. Next question. They said, if you've had work done, i.e. like nose job, boob job, lip filler, like major facial changes via filler, do you have to tell the person that you're dating? And if so, when should you tell them? Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, why would you be shy to share what, I mean, I don't, I have no shame in admitting like, you know, getting fillers, Botox. I actually celebrate it. And I, I, I want to help women, you know, to find the right med spa or something. So I don't think that's even like a, it's just a weird question, honestly. I mean, tell him like the second date, third. I don't know. Like, if if you ever start a conversation about it, you're not gonna say hi. My name is Goko, and I had lip fillers. Right. Like, who cares? Yeah. Actually, exactly. Like, who cares? Guys are delusional. So, like, they don't. I've had guys like compliment like my lashes, like which are obviously fake. Like my hair, which is super highlighted. Like my natural hair is like dark brown. They'll be like, yeah. "Oh, you just have such beautiful eyelashes." Like I just love your hair. And I'll be like, "Are you like?" <laughs> I feel like guys are just incredibly clueless about this stuff. So there's no reason to like bring it up. But if they're if it comes yeah. up, yeah, I think just ask. be honest. Like who cares? You know what's fascinating though? Like men don't understand that everything, like Botox fillers, surgeries, whatever, can look really, really, really natural. And that's the whole point. Like, I remember when I first started getting Botox, I think I was 27. And I told my brother, like, oh, I'm getting Botox. He's like, no, 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 don't get. I'm like, I've been getting it for a while. And you just didn't notice. (laughs) He was like, yo, I just don't want you to look like one of these, you know, real housewives. I'm like, you know who I am and you know my style. And, you know, I would never like look, you know, like an inflated doll. Like the point of getting either like Botox or filler or something that like, is supposed to make you look better is like the point of it if it's done well is that like no one would notice it yeah so like I just don't think you don't need to like advertise it to like anyone and I think like if you become exclusive with someone or like you're getting more serious long term like I have a friend who's had a nose job and like she's like been dating a guy for a while and like hasn't told him and she's like when do I tell she's like freaking out over it I'm like don't worry about it like maybe if you get engaged yeah I would say if you get engaged and you're gonna have kids like you should probably be like by the way because like the kid is gonna come out with like your original nose like not your nose out (laughs) yeah but I don't think women should take it like they should it shouldn't be such a serious conversation you know and I always say you can always slide it in like very subtly so, for example, you can be like, oh, I should go for a checkup next year because it's going to be like five years that I've got my nose job done. So if you want to come with me, let me know. Mm-hmm. Just like act it's as if this is like the most casual thing you can talk about. Don't make a big deal about it, because if you do, then he's going to make a big deal about it. Yeah. I also think like any guy who cares that much, like he does, why would they care? Well, if they don't really like you, they're going to like look for excuses to care. Like if you have anything about you that's like unusual or like a, like a quote unquote big deal or just like something that you feel like a little insecure, like sensitive about, like for me, like I'm sober, I've been sober for like two years. Um, 
And I just like have it up front. Like I tell people right away because I would rather just know, like, I don't want to, yeah, you just do it right away and then see how it goes. Like, why are you holding this in? Because if someone was like, oh, she's sober. Like, I don't want to like, I want to be upfront about it because then if they're immediately like, oh, wow, that's a deal breaker for me. Then I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. you didn't like me that much anyway. Or like booze is more important to you than like being yeah. with someone so yeah 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 I, I agree but to to that note like I could never date a vegan for example right. I have a lot of friends that are vegans and you know more more power to them but I love steak <laughs> and I want to and I'm a big foodie and I like to sh- like that's actually one of the first things that my boyfriend and I connected over was food and we both have like a very we just like to try a lot of different things and I could never be with a guy who's a picky eater or who doesn't like just doesn't like the same things that I do. It doesn't mean anything is wrong with him or, you know, it's just like not my, you know, there's, there's things you can go, you know, there's things that you can be like, okay, whatever. It's not ideal, but okay. But if that's like a big part of your lifestyle, you like, if, if, if for a guy who's a big drinker and like, likes to buy bottles every night, he's definitely not going to be interested in a girl who's sober right. because you guys are just not compatible. And like, that's fine. Would rather yeah, know. Totally fine. And you don't want to be around that guy anyway, so. Exactly. Nurse Windler. (laughs) So true. All right. I think we have time for one more email and then we'll wrap up. But the last email was, I have an anxious attachment style and I think he is avoidant. I've repeated myself so many times on how I want to be treated. I am the one who initiates calls and texts most of the time and he responds, but when I'm away, he rarely initiates. I never feel like a priority to him, but I can't leave either. What do I do? Why can't you leave? That's my question. Why can't you leave? You can always leave. You're not a tree. That's what I was like, oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Say that from now on. That's hilarious. Yeah. You can always leave, and uh, you know, women just get very stuck, and they don't see a way out. And that's why I started, you know, doing what I'm doing, and just telling them you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's your life. Like, why wouldn't you be able to leave a guy who doesn't treat you like priority? He doesn't call you. He doesn't text you. Like, what are you? What literally? What what are you to him? Probably his stalker. <laughs> like. Yeah, <laughs> like seriously, he's treating you like a stalker. He's treating you like like those annoying calls that you know the oh tele tele people or whatever you call them. Um, yeah, I just don't understand if a guy is treating you poorly over and over again, and you're letting it happen. It means that you're accepting this behavior. And that's it. End of the story. There, there's not there's not much to. I mean, I really want to know why can't she leave him? Why because he's paying your rent or something? Right, that's like maybe. Why. But then it's like, you shouldn't be letting any, like, I don't know. You shouldn't rely any much on like that one person, much less like a boyfriend. Like, it just seems crazy. You know, I love when people, when I like have a conversation, because I reply to my DMs like all the time, as much as I can. And when I get into a conversation with these women and when I ask them direct questions, okay, why can't you leave? Oh, it's not that simple. Okay. Why? Just tell me why. Yeah. I'm always like with um, my biggest thing in life is like, why? If you have a legit answer, fine. Maybe you're whatever. I don't even know what's a legit answer. Like, why can't you leave somebody who treats you like shit? But, you know, maybe you're not there yet mentally, but you can always leave. That's a fact. To conclude, what is the most brutal truth about dating that you think people are afraid to admit or to accept? That guys are going to date women only based on their looks and girls are going to date guys only based on their lifestyle, which is kind of like a known fact, but nobody really wants to admit it. But that's why I'm here. So <laughs> to tell people how it really is. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, you know, that that's that's a real fact. As I said, you know, when I talk to these guys and they're just like, she's just not hot enough or I'm just going to go find somebody hotter because they don't care that much about personality in the very beginning. But then later, the personality is what makes them stick. It's so true. It's like you're, whether or not you're attractive to a guy is like the entry point. So I really feel like all you can, and it's like, it's not a reason to like change yourself or like be down on yourself. It's just like, do the best you can, like work with what you've got, like look as good as you can look and like be confident. And if he's attracted to you, then like, that's the entry point. And from there, it's about like your personality and like, whether you guys are compatible. So what was your rose and your thorn for 2021? And then what is your bud? Like, what are you looking forward to in 2022? My rose was definitely finding my passion, which is sharing my opinion online. (laughs) Um, I 
never used to have the balls to do that because all of my friends were like, oh, you can't say that. Like, you can't say that. I'm like, yes, I can. So now I like, I finally <laughs> decided, you know, I'm not going to listen to anybody. I am who I am. I've, okay. I think my thorn could be like, when I first moved to Miami, I had the time of my life, I have to say, but I was, you know, hanging out with the wrong crowd. I was, people were using me for whatever, you know, people, it's hard to find a quality core group of friends when you first move to a different city. So I feel like I was just wasting time with a lot of people and I was trying to find myself. And I was, even though sometimes like you need to explore and you need to like try different things and like, you need to go places or whatever, but I feel like I, I could have seen, I, I could have seen through some bullshit earlier on. And then what was the, the bud? That's like, the but, next like, one. what are you looking forward to in 2022? So I'm super looking forward to my career developing further because I have major plans and it's just not just like giving dating advice on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, that's cute. And, but that's not why I'm here. I really want to make a difference in women's lives. And when I get messages that girls, the girls are telling me like, oh, I dumped my abusive ex because of you. And now I found a guy and I'm getting engaged. I'm like, whoa, invite me to your wedding. <laughs> that has to feel so good. That's like amazing. It, it, it really, it really, really truly is. And I just want to get involved more with like girls who are maybe younger. I want to help women of all ages, obviously, but focused on younger women who just you know, I kind of try to save them some suffering, you know, just like don't settle for bullshit. And I just want to help women understand their actual value and they, they don't need a man to like complete them. You're not like broken up in two pieces and you need to find your better half. Like you're totally fine. Right. Like you're a whole person as you are. Yeah. All right. Well, any last words for our delusional daters, our wonderful mm-hmm. listeners, those about to be brutalized? You should not accept coffee and walks as a possible date option. (laughs) So true. It's so true. I think everybody should tune in, obviously, to my Instagram and TikTok. And I give a lot of advice there on a daily basis, not just about dating, about friendships, about career. And I share a lot about my story. I mean, I moved to the States when I was 22 on my own. Like, my family is still in Croatia. Like, I pretty much accomplished everything myself. And I feel that women especially younger ones they need somebody to show them that it's possible it's like if i was able to come here from a different country i had like a thousand dollars when i moved here and you can make it you just have to like you just have to put in the work you have to be self-aware you have to know what are your strengths what are your weaknesses and you have to work on yourself you have to do inner work you have to you know try to live a healthy lifestyle I was one of those people, like, I hated working out. I hated going through it. I just, like, wanted to live life and, like, eat pizza every day. Yes. But after a while, you have to see that this is just not benefiting you. You have to work on being your best self. And, like, I don't want to sound like a Hallmark commercial, but you have to to be your best self. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. This is so much fun. Um, And, guys, go follow Coco at Coco Butte on TikTok and Instagram, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, amazing. All right. And guys, tune in next week to get brutal with us again. Bye-bye.